Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Leviticus chapter 24. The Lord said to Moses, Command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives for light, so that the lamps may be kept burning continually. Outside the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant Law in the Tent of Meeting, Aaron is to tend the lamps before the Lord from evening till morning continually. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. The lamps on the pure gold lampstand before the Lord must be tended continually. Take the finest flour and bake 12 loaves of bread using two-tenths of an ephah for each loaf. Arrange them in two stacks, six in each stack, on the table of pure gold before the Lord. By each stack, put some pure incense as a memorial portion to represent the bread and to be a food offering presented to the Lord. This bread is to be set out before the Lord regularly, Sabbath after Sabbath, on behalf of the Israelites as a lasting covenant. It belongs to Aaron and his sons who are to eat it in the sanctuary area because it is a most holy part of their perpetual share of the food offerings presented to the Lord. Now the son of an Israelite mother and an Egyptian father went out among the Israelites and a fight broke out in the camp between him and an Israelite. The son of the Israelite woman blasphemed the name with a curse, so they brought him to Moses. His mother's name was Shelemith, the daughter of Debri, the Danite. They put him in custody until the will of the Lord should be made clear to them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the blasphemer outside the camp. All those who heard him are to lay their hands on his head, and the entire assembly is to stone him. Say to the Israelites, Anyone who curses their God will be held responsible. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord is to be put to death. The entire assembly must stone them, whether foreigner or native-born. When they blaspheme the name, they are to be put to death. Anyone who takes the life of a human being is to be put to death. Anyone who takes the life of someone's animal must make restitution, life for life. Anyone who injures their neighbor is to be injured in the same manner. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. The one who has inflicted the injury must suffer the same injury. Whoever kills an animal must make restitution, but whoever kills a human being is to be put to death. You are to have the same law for the foreigner and for the native-born. I am the Lord your God. Then Moses spoke to the Israelites, and they took the blasphemer outside the camp to stone him. The Israelites did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now this ends, obviously, with the execution of the person who blasphemed the Lord. And this was a crime punishable by death, as you well know from the giving of the Ten Commandments at Exodus 20 and following it was a punishment by death if you blasphemed the name of the Lord or misused the name of the Lord. So in this instance, sadly, an individual did this publicly and, and the people had to execute him publicly for um, defiling the name of the Lord. Now, I want to back up to uh, the first part of this chapter. Verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, that's the typical intro because these are the direct words of God. Command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives 
for the light so that the lamps may be kept burning continually. And so these lamps were the menorah, the branches of the menorah, and other lamps that had to do with worship in the temple. They used this sacred um, olive oil. And note they were to be kept burning continually. Now, these lamps, and particularly the menorah, represent the Word of God and ultimately represent Jesus as the light of the world. The lamp um, within the holy place was always significant for the Jews in various ways, but it represented the Word of God and it represented the revelatory realm. When you were operating in the light of the menorah, you were operating in the light of revelation. And so the sacred olive oil that was to be used for the lamps was to be kept burning continually. This was significant of a continual relationship with the Lord, a continuing conversation and interaction with the Lord. Verse 3, outside the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant law in the tent of meeting, Aaron is to tend the lamps before the Lord from evening till morning continually. There it is a second time. And so this revelatory realm was to be cultivated without end. And following sentence says, this is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. The lamps on the pure gold lampstand before the Lord must be tended continually. So a third time in just those few verses, this idea of a perpetual continuing relationship with the Lord that brings light and insight and revelation, both from the Word of God and the Spirit of God, is contained in that it's implied. And then we read about the bread of the presence. Uh, In verse 5, take the finest flour and bake 12 loaves of bread and stack them on the table of pure gold before the Lord. These 12 loaves represent the 12 tribes of Israel. And so these loaves are presented to God to be continually in the presence of God, to remind the the priests to pray for the people of God, uh, to remind the people of God that their destiny is before the Lord uh, in the presence of God. And so these 12 loaves are significant in terms of a spiritual representation of the tribes, but they also represent interaction with the Lord, that they are the bread that interacts with the Lord. The Lord is is presented these loaves, and ultimately the priests eat these loaves, and so they foreshadow, if you can follow me, Holy Communion, the bread of Holy Communion. So this bread, this table of the Lord, is um, in the tabernacle of Moses, and of course in a New Testament context, we refer to Holy Communion as the table of the Lord. So the symbolism is there, the people of God communing with God in the presence and uh, in the form of this bread. Then there's a number of passages having to do with um, the laws of Israel. And I want to emphasize that the laws equate equal justice under the law for everyone and punishment commensurate with the crime. And so verse 18, anyone who takes the life of someone's animal must make restitution a life for a life. So you had to make it good. And then verse 19, anyone who injures their neighbor is to be injured in the same manner Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Now, let me just stop on that for a second. In the past, this has been very controversial because in our, our modern mindset, we cannot see the the punishment for knocking out a tooth being that you go and knock out the criminal's tooth. Or if someone fractures someone's skull, we can't see the courts fracturing the person's skull and so forth. This, in actual practice, was never done. And so the punishment in the form of restitution and perhaps other punishments was to be commensurate to the offense. In other words, eye for an eye means by equal measure they're to be compensated. And so 
from the very beginning, if you caused an eye to be lost accidentally or even intentionally, you were able to make monetary compensation for the person for the loss of the eye and the, the work that they were no longer able to do. They were to be compensated for this. And so monetary compensation was part of this from the very beginning. And um, from these principles, measure for measure, equal justice, equal punishment, commensurate with the crime, we get these principles in the systems of Western justice that we have to this day. It goes on to say you're to have the same law for the foreigner and the native born. And so uh, justice is blindfolded in the statues that you see, equal justice for foreigners and native born as well. At the time this was written, that was very unusual because the native born had one set of rules and foreigners had a different set of rules. But under God, that was the same law for the foreigner and same law for the native-born Jewish person. This is equal justice under the law. And so, Lord, we thank you that you are a, a fair and a just God. We thank you that there are principles of justice contained in your word that our system of laws is built on. May our laws be as just as your laws. May our judges be as just as you, the great judge of all mankind, are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.